You are listening to the Photobomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photobomb podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Yes, I am joining you. We are joined. And it is time now for the regular banter. Right. No photography banter in the beginning. Per notes from my sister, who listens to the podcast and is not a photographer, she asks politely, not so politely, as big sisters not so politely do, that we don't talk about photography in the beginning so that she can listen to it, because then she switches off the show when we start talking about photography stuff. See, I feel that this is uh, absolutely the sort of show note that we need to help us grow the show is to have the one person who's not a photographer dictate how we do the show. I think that that is a plan that's going to work very, very well for us. So we will spend the next 20 minutes talking about bats. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, uh, for those of you just tuning in, my sister is a scientist who studies bats. Yes. And that so we'll just, so. that'll be our thing. We'll talk about the photobomb, photobomb podcast, and bats. That'll be at the bottom. And bats. Or photobats. Photobats. The photobats podcast. Mm. There we, dude, I've got so many logo ideas. It's going to be great. <laughs> so we'll start over. Welcome to the photobats podcast. Photobots My name is podcast. Gary Hughes. <laughs> Too high. Too I'm, speaking, I'm speaking to the bats. Oh. No, no. Bat, bats have supersonic hearing. So it would be like, this is the sound a bat could, only a bat could hear. Ready? Oh, that's good. That's it. That's the that's sound nice. that only a bat can hear. <laughs> Oh, I had a I had a, a year or so old moment um, yesterday. We were driving past the Clearwater Aquarium, my daughter and I, coming from the beach doing a shoot, and you know that's where Hope and Winter live. The dolphins, you know, Hope the dolphin from the Dolphin's Tale movie. Yes, yes. And she said, "That's Hope and Winter. Hope lives there, the most famous dolphin in the world." And I said, "Yes, uh, the most famous dolphin in the world." He took that title from the previous most famous dolphin in the world, and she just looked at me and I said, "You don't you don't know who the most famous dolphin in the world was before Hope." Flipper, flipper, faster than lightning. lightning. That's right. No one you see is smarter <laughs> than he. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Thank you so much for knowing that. Because hey, you know, that's was, a little before your time, too. I'm, you it know. is indeed, but it was in syndication when I was right. growing up. So you me, can me, still too. Watch me, too. Yeah. Me, too. But it was, I mean, it was before my time, but, but really before your time. When the screen on a TV was about two mm. inches across. Yeah. yeah. The earliest, it, like the first two seasons were black and white. I tell you, I think was how old it was. The, the original TVs were like the imagine the screen the size of a, of an iPhone taped to the side of a refrigerator box. And that's, that's about right. The that's a very TVs. good. It's very accurate. <laughs> so then I told her, I said, I said it was Flipper, and I sang a little bit of the theme song for her, uh, and I said, um, and, I, and she said, what was that show about? And I said, well, they, they live by the water, and somebody would be in trouble, and Flipper would come and tell them about it. I said it was basically Lassie with a dolphin, and then she said. Who's Lassie? <laughs> you know, speaking of old dog movies, I think they just redid Benji for Netflix. Did yeah, you I saw that. that. Yeah. Benji, yeah. An- another old movie. Well, that was a li- I mean, I think that's been reincarnated several times. Yeah, there have been, there've been several Benjis. Um, the original Benji, by the way, a rescue dog. And um, was, I, I forget who outlived who. Well, the original Benji was a pack a day smoker, so you yeah. Have to well, take that in that, so <laughs> he 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 died early, but I believe I believe I believe he was buried with his owner. All right. Yeah, like I guess. But I don't know who died first. But then they dug him up and they put him with the other one. 
I don't know how that works out. I don't know which is more obscene, digging up a dog so you could stick a person in the hole with a dog or up, digging up a person so you could put a dog in the hole with a person. Like, which is, which is more ridiculous? I think, he, I think the dog died first. And then when he died, they exhumed the dog and then buried him with the owner. I mean, I don't think they took him out and put him in the, like in the casket. <laughs> they just put his casket <laughs> just in the same... Just take a lump of, do- of, of, yeah, of, of the same deteriorated, plot. you know, degraded dog fur, if there's anything left, and yes. just throw the bones on top. Wouldn't it be better if, to, to have your beloved pet taxidermied? And that way, you know, it's so you freakish. Know. It's so freakish. But there, but but there are times when I'm like, my old dog Boudreaux. I used to just love to rub his ears. And there are times I'm like, you know, I just wish he was. I could just reach over and rub his ears again. This famous Irish setter Boudreaux Boudreaux Golly. Boudreaux Boudreaux Golly. <laughs> Boudreaux, the uh, famous uh, Siberian Husky. Well, you know, uh, Roy Rogers had Trigger stuffed, <clears throat> and then when he died, Dale had Roy stuffed. That's a famous. <laughs> that's a famous Carson joke. And again, this is one of those two old moments. Yes. Roy Rogers, very old. Yeah, nobody knows Roy Rogers. Um, I mean, it's basically, it's a, uh, isn't that the uh, the boy version of a Shirley Temple? When you order a drink, you get the Roy Rogers? It might a, be. It might be also a chain. Are they still it a around? Roy? There's a is chain a of Rob restaurants. Roy or a Roy Rogers? No, Rob Roy has got alcohol in it. But a Roy, 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 <laughs> there's also Roy Rogers restaurants. I know like in Pennsylvania, there's Roy Rogers yeah. restaurants like a, you know, like a Cul- I guess a Culver's would be. Well, you, um, yeah, with the, if you're a, if you're a young boy and you really liked you know Sprite with the marish, with the maraschino cherry juice in it, there you go. Whatever, then that you know that's a Shirley Temple, right? That's like a Shirley Temple. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, if you wanted to order a Shirley Temple, but you felt like it was un- unmanly to order a Shirley Temple, you would order a Roy Rogers. And there you go. My daughters love the Shirley Temple, and they have no idea who Shirley Temple was either. <laughs> how many you know how many things do we have in popular culture like that that are names of people or things that the current generation has no idea what that origin is well you have a there's a whole uh baseball little league that's called like the babe ruth little league and i'm sure they don't know who babe ruth is well you have kids that were born in 2013 playing yeah. baseball you know they don't, like, yeah they don't know in, who in, babe ruth in, is. in babe ruth little league yeah yeah absolutely there's i mean there's probably a million things like that for example what we call stuff like the Einstein-Rosen Bridge and things like that. They're just the names for people who invented stuff that are no longer alive. Like the Big Mac, famously named after Big Willie McDonald. <laughs> really? Tell us a little bit about Willie McDonald. <laughs> of course. I don't, know a, the st- I don't know the Willie McDonald story, Gary. Oh, he's an Irishman and a burger uh, engineer, really. He was sort of a pioneer in the burger industry. And he, he was the first person that said, I want two patties on my burger. But then he said, now there's not enough bread. And so, of course, you know, uh, Big Willie McDonald was the first one to pioneer the uh, the middle slice in between the two, and so therefore they named the Big Mac after him, Big Willie McDonald. What about the sesame seed? Was he big on the sesame seed? <laughs> no, no, no. That is a uh, Sir Art- Archibald Sesame, a famous British uh, uh, scientist oh. yes, uh, and botanist who uh, who was able to to cultivate a whole rare breed of seeds that were were edible. And uh, would stick to the top of a bun without any adhesive. And that's uh, Archibald Sesame, famous British oh, bot- botanist. Oh. Yeah. Speaking of sticking to the bun, <laughs> who invented the special sauce? <laughs> I believe um, that's just Thousand Island dressing, isn't it? For the most part. Yeah, I think it's Thousand Island. No, never- no, in Fast Pounds at Ridgemont High, it's um, mayonnaise and ketchup. Uh, yeah, ketchup mayo. Because <laughs> he he's like, this is a special sauce. What is it at Burger World? Thousand Island? Uh, it's just mayonnaise and ketchup here. 
or something like that. <laughs> yeah, they have uh that's what Julie's favorite condiment is uh is ketchup and mayo mixed together. And she does it everywhere we go. She orders a side of ketchup and a side of mayo and makes her own. And there's a Venezuelan deli in our neighborhood that actually sells <laughs> bottles of it, like in the Heinz ketchup bottle and they call it ketchup mayo. Okay. At the Venezuelan deli. The deli big in Venezuela? They got a lot of delis in Venezuela? Well, I guess maybe it's called a bodega or something. I feel like, because I, I, I feel that uh, the deli is kind of an American thing, that you wouldn't be like, well, I'm going to the Venezuelan deli. Yeah, well, you know, same thing. It's still, it's pretty much exactly the same, but instead of like, you know, sandwiches, you just get 16 different types of pork. And that's okay. Pretty much it. Yeah. All right. All right. And hot ha- sauce. Have, have we now spent enough time talking about totally useless, meaningless crap for your sisters that, to, to not, satisfy your sisters? Can she turn off the show now? Nine minutes in. Nine minutes. Okay. So, uh, I think we're okay. So Would there you, you give go, her Morgan. a good solid ten minutes of, of talking about uh, Flipper and Bats and Benji being buried alive? And, <laughs> and then she's happy? That's, is that the title or the description of the episode? Benji, Benji buried alive. Ba- Benji, or wait, it was Flipper, Bats, and Benji being buried alive. Uh, we have a great show condiments for you and today. Special, I think condiments and special sauce is a good name because people we'll will be like, what's ke- this about? Ketchumayo. Because it sounds worse than it is. Ketchumayo. Um, so interesting something that happened I saw announced yesterday um, as, as the day that we're recording this. And it will be sort of more widely uh, accepted, known about news story when uh, this episode airs. But uh, Instagram has just uh, changed things up a little bit by adding a new app slash platform called IGTV. And so this will be the long-form version of Instagram where right now you're limited to videos that are a minute long. uh, You're able to put in uh, videos up to an hour depending on the size of your Instagram account. And it's uh, essentially, according to this article, which I will post on the Facebook page, Instagram is looking to basically make a its own kind of a YouTube platform. And here's here's the kicker. This is one thing we talk about a lot. The videos are all vertical. Well, I was just about to say, what's the point? YouTube's got this sewed up. But okay, now that's something different. It's all vertical. It's meant to be uh, filmed and presented, you know, it's meant to be more accessible so that people can create videos without feeling like they have to do them in a more produced and polished way like a lot of people do for YouTube. So it's sort of a more um, – they're counting on a generation of kids who grew up with using their phones vertically to really fuel this thing. And uh, anyway, it's kind of interesting. I think initially you'll have a 10-minute video limit if you have a smaller size account. And if your account's of a particular size, then you'll be able to put a video of up to an hour long. Um, on that and it's also going to integrate into the instagram app that already exists so you can download a separate app for it or you can use the existing instagram app and it actually looks pretty cool i just downloaded it today and was playing around with it a little bit and so uh i don't know i'm interested to get into it and see where it goes my basic philosophy is this is that um facebook and instagram are the two biggest platforms and they're coming up with new stuff and typically the ones who adopt their new things early are the ones who sort of reap the rewards of it. Do you know what I mean? Like they, um, right. you can, when something is new, you will, first of all, it's very rarely does it have advertising when it's new to, um, it, they push the reach artificially a little bit more usually when it's new right. so that, so that you'll get seen more. So taking advantage of it might be a pretty good opportunity to give your audience following a little bit of a boost by jumping onto it early. So I'd, I was interested in your thoughts on it. Uh, actually, I think that uh, they have uh, tapped into the idea that 
the reason that we've always looked at things horizontally is because movie screens were horizontal and because TVs were horizontal or almost square, four or five. And now they realize that we have a generation that is coming along that is viewing the world in a different orientation and that they should be playing into that. I think it will be successful in that respect, but I will hate it. Because it is just flat, simply vertical. It's just simply a bad way to do video. We've been talking about it for the last couple of days in Garage Brand Live. That's my Facebook group, if you're not already a part of it, for marketing and business. Uh, not just for photographers, but for all entrepreneurs and marketers. Um, and the, the reaction is fairly mixed uh, as far as some people are like, oh my God, I hate this, another new platform. And then we had um, a couple of people that seemed pretty excited by the prospect of being able to do longer form videos without having to switch to a platform like YouTube that they don't already use or have an audience for. Yeah, but I question... Who wants to do a longer form video and still wants to do it all vertical? Because once you start getting to a longer form, I feel like, well, now we're going to be panning or tracking or having an interview or two people. None of this stuff plays well vertical. Hmm. So who, who is it that wants to make a 15-minute video that's all vertical? I think that it happens all the time. I just think it's on platforms and places where we don't typically see it. Instagram, influencers, Snapchat, stuff like that. Right. It's happening a lot. I mean, um, other than, I mean, I guess you know, for the you know, for the traditional selfie, here I am in Maui and you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But when I think I at least when I think about the stuff that I look at on YouTube, most of it is is very polished. You know, it's right. people who are doing reviews and people, you know, and, 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 and stuff like that. It's much, it's very polished. And I can't see that being done vertically right? without it, without it really making it hard to do well. Well, I, th I think it's, we're in the middle of sort of a paradigm shift when it comes to that, because the younger generation is probably completely comfortable with vertical video. They'll come up with a way. They'll, right. fig they'll figure out how to do it vertically. And I've seen even if you do um, Instagram and it allows you to go live with a friend just like Facebook does, you know, you can go live with another person and Instagram stacks them vertically. So I was just about to say, I was just about cool. to say, will we start to see vertical stacking of two different Instagram cameras. already does that with uh, when you go live with someone else on Instagram. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. Well, you know, I'm with you. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get on it because that's, you know. Like you said, early adopter. It always pays off to be an early adopter. Yeah. My advice is download it, check it out, create a couple of videos, you know, really get used to it. And get used to that vertical format because I do not believe it's going anywhere. I think it's only going to proliferate even more. By the way, if you listen to this uh, podcast on Android, Google released their podcast app this week. So if you're using um, one of the one of the uh, you know aftermarket podcast apps Stitcher, that you can use, Pocket Cast or yeah, Pocket, I use Pocket Cast for example. Now Google has its actual own uh, uh, podcast app. Um, the advantage of it is uh, if you use say a Google Home, uh, if you have Google Home as well, well that fixes it so that when you say tell Google Home, hey, you know I want to listen to the Photobomb podcast, and then you do, and you're halfway through. When you get in your car and play it in your car, it should pick up where you left off in the house. Because, oh, that's pretty cool. Because it's all Google, right? Right. Yeah, no, so, that's awesome. Yeah, so Have I haven't actually tried it? that yet. I downloaded, oh, yeah, no. I downloaded it, and I started loading the, the podcast into it, and then I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've gotten used to the one I've been using for a while, so I don't know if I'm going to use it or not. Have you uh, you've been working outside much? I did a photo shoot on location outside for the first time this oh, summer. Oh, God, yes. I had, I had four oof. beach shoots in five days this week. Yeah. I, did a, uh, uh, edit I did a commercial shoot editorial for a uh, marketing company, and it was these, uh, these two young guys that are business partners, 
and they just made a bunch of money last year using click funnels and lead generating software and stuff. And um they wanted the photograph. The guy just bought himself a brand new Tesla Model S as like, this is the year I had, I'm gonna treat myself. And so he wanted a picture of that in front of a great big kind of a mansion, huge, huge house, probably like a six or seven thousand square foot house. And um and I was outside and I shoot mostly in the studio. It's been a while since I've done anything on location in the summer, and that's why I have a studio. But good God Almighty, was it hot outside. I swear. <laughs> I have never. It's been a while. Because I, re- I remember when I used to shoot weddings, I used to bring two or three shirts with me, like two right. extra shirts, because I'd just sweat through them. If you found me at reception, I'd almost always be wearing a different shirt than I wore all the way up until then. Because it's just, uh, man, it is brutal. I had like the fat guy sweat where it sticks to right underneath yeah. your man boobs, you know? I ordered two new shirts this week. Um, I ordered the uh, those fishing shirts, the ones that are all polyester or whatever they are, and they're ventilated. And yeah, I just, because they dry super fast. So if you sweat on them, it only takes a second out, out of, you know, inside before they dry and you're all right. You know, it looks so terrible. But yeah, I wear those and, and, um, also known as the dad shirt. Yeah, it really is a dad. I really is a dad shirt. I hate wearing it for that reason, but it's effective. Yeah, you're normally a pretty stylish guy, Boo Ray. Not really. I'm not stylish at all. You gotta, no, I mean, when you go out, sitting around the house, you know, you look like a hobo like the rest of us, but you know. I think you're generally a pretty like when you see you out at a convention or something. You're always dressed nice. You got a nice shirt and a, and a, and a sport coat. You know, you're always looking good. Yeah. But then uh, I just see you in the performance fishing gear. Yes. The, uh, yes. When I'm on the beach. Listen, if I'm going out to the beach, I'm gonna be sweating. I'm gonna be sand on me and everything else. It's all about just comfort and convenience. That's the way. Go. And 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 for me, and that's actually a good thing because. They offset. You know, people say, oh, my God, I couldn't work out there on the beach like you do. And I'm like, yeah, but not having to put on a tie or pants to go to work like other people, that's also a pretty cool thing. I don't have to wear a tuxedo. That's great. And I always feel like I have done a job. When I come off the beach, when I'm loading in and I'm sweating and I'm pulling my gear off and I'm putting it in my truck, I feel, yeah, I I earned my money today. I work. I feel feel good. I feel like I I worked and I earned money today and, and I feel good about myself. That's you know? how I felt yesterday, for sure. Yeah, it was uh, it was brutal. But uh, so yeah. I'm glad someone comes back. in for a headshot and it takes you ten minutes. You're like, oh yeah, sure, sit down, pop, pop, pop. That's great, and you're and you're like, that's that's nice. But there's a part of you that's like, oh, I didn't work very hard there. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's it's almost. I should almost pay people f- for coming in and and into my studio so conveniently. Coming. Let's to my not business. go that far. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I shot a uh, family reunion on the beach the other day at four thirty. And yeah, I think was, I saw a picture from that yeah. you posted in uh and and by the way, listeners, if you're not a member of Pro Photo Talk with Boo Ray Perry, fantastic Facebook group for photographers and uh get to interact with the Boo Ray Perry even a little more. And uh you post a lot of good stuff in there. That was really impressive the lighting and how you got that you got that to work. That was pretty neat. Well, you know, I didn't post it. It's nice of you to say that. I don't think it was that impressive, but then I don't know anymore. Uh, right. Because, you know, the stuff that we take for granted because we do all the time and we forget that when we first started that that scenario would have just scared the living crap out of you. Right. 4.30, yes. you know, practically high noon on the beach. No open sun, shade to hide No in. open shade. You've got to have this and you've got to have the water behind them because that's why they're there. And you've got to be able to get all these people together and shoot all these groups. You need to do it all in about 20 minutes because they're all sweating out. And and so you've got to set up. Boom, 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 boom. It's a typical wedding uh, scenario. And um, and I used two lights for it and knocked it out. And it's – I mean it's people in T-shirts, so it's not fancy. 
or anything. But it's good. They're well lit. It's directional lighting. The sky is blue. The water's blue. You can see, you know, and bam, and that's what you want, right? And they're well, they're happy, and I'm happy. I've got um, lots of images on my uh, Instagram feed, for example, and I post some of my favorites on there all the time, and you know, pretty models and handsome, uh, handsome gentlemen, and all kinds of interesting stuff. Uh, but then there's a couple on there that because uh, I, I was at a photography meeting the other night, and somebody's like, "Hey, I love this picture and this picture." I said, "You know, you want me to show you the one that I'm most proud of?" And it was a hundred a hundred people. It was a corporate group shot at one o'clock in the afternoon in the full sun on a cloudless yes, sky, yes. and I and how I got even perfect directional light on a. But it's not sexy. No, it would yes. never win an award. But when I look at other photographers' work, I always see something like that, and I go, "That guy really knows what's up." Yeah, that's the stuff that impresses me. And I, when I put it on my group, that was the point that I was making: was that the the stuff that I shoot most of the time will never win an award, and and will never get. Oh, that was so beautiful and it's so artistic. No, I'm not going to get that. I am just the nuts and bolts photography stuff. But I love that. I love solving the problem. That's what's, I also, that's what's I also fun like to, me. to get get paid for my work too. Yes, which is really good. But you know when I but when I see someone continually posting pictures over and over again, and um and it's a model you know shot with soft boxes you know on the downtown or whatever on the water or whatever, and nine times out of ten people go, oh that's a great picture and I go mm, no that's a great model I mean it's it's I mean don't get me wrong it's well lit and everything but the main reason that you like it is because it's a beautiful girl. You know, yeah. so, you know, and, you know, so let's, I, I want to look at everything else. I want to, what did the photographer do? Yeah, if it was, if it was a uh, 65 year old ad now, let's go. If it was a middle aged, average looking dude mm. in the same lighting situation, you would not be right. nearly as impressed. To me, that's the challenge. Show me a picture of, show me a picture of me that looks good. <laughs> and right. now, and now I'm like, okay, you had to do some work there. Yeah. You know, you had to figure <laughs> out how to make me look good. Good luck with yeah. that. You, know, you made that happen, Kathy. Yeah, but when it's a beautiful you. girl, I'm like, well, that's not so hard. Beautiful girls look good no matter what you do with them. Hey, so, uh, oh, all right, I'll just let that hang in the air there a minute. All right. Okay, then. And uh, anyway, so we got a message from one of our longtime listeners, Mr. Sean True, writes in. And if you go way, way, way back in the archives, we were talking about a device called the Arsenal that basically uses this library of photos to help your camera make a better exposure and da-da-da-da-da. And long story short, you came up, Boure, and you said, your camera already has a library like that built into its uh, firmware where it uses photos as a reference to so it knows like what stuff is and how to make a exposure. For the light, yeah, to figure out what, the, what, what, what kind of lighting you want. Right. And so uh, we've got a message here from Sean that says, Hey, guys, received an email today about being a part of Canon's AI, asking me to contribute my images to help their AI tool. Remember you all talking about this a while back. Did you guys get the email, and would you submit images? Something for the next podcast. Thanks, Sean from Durham. I would submit images, sure. Yeah, would you? I mean, I, I didn't get an email. Did you get an email? Oh yeah, I got that's right there. Uh, it's uh, well, I have a whole uh, email folder from Canon. I need to. Ch- there's a lot of you know, like, would you be an explorer of light? Can you come speak at our conference? Kind of stuff. And I, you know, just re- they're really bothering you. I'm very busy. Just, I'm a very busy. Yeah. I'm a very busy guy with the what with the cheap uh, families on the beach photograph photography that I do all the time. And mm, of course, they want understood. me. They want me, Gary. Because, Who wouldn't? Because yeah. yeah, and for that, and uh, so I haven't gotten back to them yet about the AI request. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll, they're ready for you whenever you are. Yes, in, in your own time, sir. In your own well, time. there is, I am a one of a kind uh, proposition, so it's not like they can go someplace else. You know who who else can do what I do? <laughs> 
You know? Again, I'm going to let that hang out there for a minute. Right. I'm going to let that hang in the air. The answer would be just about everybody. Yeah. No, nah, that's not true. Um, but this is interesting because I was I did wonder myself where do the images come from that they use in the AI uh, where do those images come from? How do they gather those? So apparently they ask, uh, you know, photog- other, other professional photographers to contribute, which is which is pretty cool. And uh, Sean, write back in and let us know, man, how uh, you know how you how you came by that. I'm wondering, do, is it random? Do they p- take people off the CPS list, or you know? My, my question is, what is this AI for? Because the thing I was talking about before is specifically to the metering system in your camera. Basically, they use they use zone uh, um, metering where they take the the they take the frame and they divide it into like you know forty eight different zones or whatever, and each zone is assigned a number based on its brightness. Okay, and Let so me, then uh, they break I, it down, and that and that and they use that zoning to you take a picture, it matches up with the zone that's most you know about the same, and then it uses that to determine what the proper exposure would be. But oh. this AI, but this AI is for something different, right? This is for more post processing, maybe or. Here it is. I've got the letter from Canon that Sean okay. sent in. And it looks like it's got the CPS logo on it, Canon Professional Services. So it looks like they send these out to members of Canon Professional Services. Maybe I'm a, a CPS random sample. member. I think maybe they pick a random sample or they go to your website and they go, right. eh, not that guy. Anyway, nah. so here's, the, here's the email. It says, you have been selected to join the RAISE, all capital letters, R-A-I-S-E, RAISE photo community and help Canon build its AI engine. We're cultivating something new and exciting for professional photographers. You and your images are the key to unlocking it. RAISE is a photo community developed to build and train an artificial intelligence engine that learns about the elements of photography by the examples it's given. Canon is inviting a limited number of photographers like you, a valued Canon professional services member, to test the RAISE photo community. Though it's early in its life cycle, we are seeing evidence that suggests the AI engine under development for Rays can identify aspects of a photograph, such as category, subjects, emotion, style, and composition. With further advancements, these tags generated by the AI engine could be used to find new ways to profit from your existing photographs. Examples include putting together unique collections to share with clients, making your images easier to discover both with your archive and online, determining tags for your website or assisting with your search engine optimization efforts. Canon is asking you to upload and tag 50 images that best represent your work and expertise to the raised photo community. For example, if you're a wedding photographer, you might add the following tags, wedding, bride, dress, and awe to your image. Your images and tags will be used to help raise understand what constitutes the artistry, etc., etc., etc. Well, there you go. Okay, so then the idea would be that you wouldn't have to tag. Eventually, the AI would do it for you, and you would never have to tag a photo. Pe- people would not have to tag a photo. Yeah, this is it's really interesting because this seems like it's something different than what we started talking about, something kind of completely new. And uh, I think and that you would just be, you would just be able to go find me a picture of Bure smiling, and it would know what I look like, and it would know what a smile looks like, and it would give me all the stuff I've ever shot, and it, all the pictures of, of my family and my phone or whatever, and it would find the pictures of me smiling, and, and, yeah. and here they are. Yeah, this is that's interesting sort of because I know Google's been developing for a while this similar technology that's it's really terrifying, actually, um, what it can <laughs> extrapolate from an image just based right. on what's in the image without tags or anything. And so... Um, this uh, this does sound kind of interesting. Has some cool implications, so we'll keep our eye on that. I'm gonna um, I'm a little upset I didn't get asked to to enter anything in it, but yeah, you know. right. But we're whatever. we're damned important. What 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 are they thinking? Yeah, I don't know. Do they, they not we're... know who we are? Boo and Gary. I am. Yeah, it's the well, Photobomb the... podcast. Maybe they figured we were too important and busy, and that's why they didn't. That's why they didn't ask us. 
They're intimidated. They, 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 They're intimidated, they, they, Gary. That's clearly, clearly. The There's little, little, old, little old camera company from Japan, you know. Well, we they, are they quite intimidated. They don't want to mess with us big wigs. Yeah, well, you know, I, I understand that. I understand. Sometimes it's like a beautiful woman at the prom. You know, you're, you're afraid to go ask some girl to dance. And we're, we're, you and I collectively are that beautiful girl. We're that beautiful girl that Cannon's afraid to ask us to dance. But that's We all. are. That's, we are. It's, it's not because we're unapproachable. It's just because we are so awe-inspiring in our beauty. Right. Together. <clears throat> Together we are the beautiful one. The, the, the two of us. I'm the ass. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> oh, there is no question. You can be whatever other part you want. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the top half. That's, right. that's fine. Uh, you can be the bottom <laughs> half. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Are we, we should, should we be wrapping this one up? Is that about yeah, right gonna, now? L- let's begin to wrap this up. Uh, let's talk about a couple of things we got going on. Um, so uh, let's see. In June, I will be, right now when this episode comes out, I will be in Texas at TPPA Summerfest, so it might be too late for you to go at that point. So um, next coming up after that, I don't really have anything going on until September, which we will be doing the Photobomb Podcast live at Focus 2018 in Orlando, Florida. So if you want to come and be on a show with us and be a part of the audience and maybe even get on the show and get some great education from some incredible instructors. Focus is a awesome, awesome event at a really cool place. And you can bring your kids, let them play in the pool and go to Disney, and you can come hang out with us. So if you want more information on that, go to areyouinfocus.com. All right. You can find us online on Facebook, facebook.com slash photobombpodcast. You can find our website, photobombpodcast.com. You can find Gary at hughesfioretti.com. Mm-hmm. You can find me at burayperry.com, and you can email us questions at photobombpodcast.com. We'll see you back here again next week. See you later. Mm-hmm.